Hello, all you beautiful people. You know what time it is. Ladies and gents, guys and dolls, and everyone in between. Gather round. Get you something real nice to sip on and comfy to slip on. Because it's time for Smut Club. Here's your hosts, Chelsea and Hannah. Hey, everybody, and welcome <laughs> to Smut Club. <laughs> I'm Hannah. And I'm Chelsea, and thanks for joining us. Are you driving to work today? Are you sitting on your couch with a glass of wine because your kids finally are doing something and don't, you don't need to entertain them? What? Cleaning the house, maybe? Why are we giving people suggestions on what to do while they I wasn't. Listen? I was just wondering what they were doing. Oh, okay. And, yeah, it could also be a suggestion. I've had people suggest worse things to me than drinking a glass of wine while I listen to a podcast. That's true. I'm like, if that's the worst suggestion I could, could make. Like, I didn't say there were bad suggestions. I just was wondering at the intention. No, but I have I have sometimes wondered. I'm like, what do most people like? I know some people are like, oh, my drive to work is the time. Right. It's when I'm folding laundry. Yep. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of a legitimate question because I am curious what people do when they listen to our podcast because I was talking to someone and they were like, yeah. <laughs> My friend was listening to your haunted vagina episode when they walked into, like, Target or something <laughs> and deeply regretted it. Like, walked in and they are like, oh, no, this is not a podcast episode you listen to in public. And it got me thinking about it. Well, one of the – I told you, I think, one of the girls that I work with texted me and said, so I listened to true crime podcasts to go to sleep, and I accidentally left it on autoplay And when I I woke up to the haunted vagina because (laughs) I've subscribed to your podcast. What a memorable episode. (laughs) (sighs) Yes. But I'm just saying it's legit. Like, yeah. And there are there are some episodes of this podcast that, yes, you can be in public listening to this. I'm like, this also isn't a podcast. Well, no shame if this is you as a parent, but I can't imagine that. Some of these episodes you're listening to while you're driving your child to school. Right. If you are, your child is probably dope as shit. <laughs> I was going to say, that's a cool-ass kid. <laughs> they get it. <laughs> okay, so all that said, what book are we reviewing today, Hannah? We are reviewing Dying to Love by Reese Rivers. Not that this matters in, in the slightest, is Reese with a C or an S? S. I feel like it's different personalities. Is it? Is it like the difference between an I and a Y at the end of a name? Yeah. Like Tracy versus Tracy? Yeah. You know. The I mm-hmm. makes them just a little sassier. Yeah. Yeah. Is the S, what does the S versus the C mean? I feel like the C would be sassier. I feel like I've seen S more historically for males and C more mm. for females. Yeah. Now that I, like, when I, like, think about it. Hmm. I have never thought about it. <laughs> I hadn't until now. You're getting live, unfiltered coverage. <laughs> We're externally processing. Thank you for joining us on this journey. <laughs> Damn it. What was the name? And what was the last <laughs> name? All I remember is Reese. Dying to Love Dying. by Reese Rivers. By Reese Rivers. Yep. Do you think that's a real name? Probably not. 
dope if it is. It would be super cool if it was. Yeah. yeah. I like to think my baby's name being Ford Fight sounds. It does sound pretty. Like he could be like in a cartoon or. I was going to say, super, it sounds like a, a, a Marvel character. You yeah. Know? It was intentional. It well, totally was not. I was going to say, was it Chelsea? <laughs> you're like, Chelsea, your child is the third. He has the exact same <laughs> name as his father and his grandfather. Do I was going to let it ride. For the sake of, of <laughs> I wasn't even going to bring it up, universe. but my face did it for your me. Your face 1,000% brought it up. So I was like, well, shit, I guess I should own this. <laughs> okay, Dying to Love by Reese uh, Rivers with an yes. S. So um, we are in a zombie apocalypse. So, Coming out strong. Yeah. So just setting the scene, you know? So Kelsey is our main chick. Um, she, when we come upon her, and Kelsey is with an EY, by the way. Um, <laughs> I do feel like that is the, Chelsea is a EA and Kelsey is an EY. Yep. And I do feel as though those are the appropriate, those are the correct spellings. And I'm so sorry if that's not your spelling. Hmm. But as a as a Chelsea... I do feel that one. That's fair. You are allowed to have that. Do you feel strongly about the final H on Hannah? No, I don't. Mm. I don't. I like it. I like having an H at the end. Because then my name is the same forwards and backwards, which is fun. We do love a palindrome. We do love a palindrome. But no, it doesn't bother me. What does bother me and shouldn't is the H at the end of Sarah. I wish that everybody could just agree that there is or isn't one because I do not get offended if somebody leaves the H off. Yeah. But I have never met a Sarah that does not get offended if I add an H or accidentally leave it off. I'm like, I'm so sorry. So there's something specific to Sarah's. In my experience. I won't say it's all Sarah's, but. So Southern Sarah's. Southern Sarah's apparently have a thing about it. I don't know. Do they have a thing about it or do they have a thing about when you do it? Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know why I made that joke. As I said it, I was like, wow. Okay, so that's the energy we're bringing in today. No, that's it's not. Cool. It's really not. If it is, that's okay. I just need to prepare. Oh, no. I don't want that energy. <laughs> okay. But, well, I guess I was thinking of it because I used to have people that, like, if they called me Chelsea. Some mm. people could call me Chels, and some people I would like lose mm. my shit if right, they right, did. Right. And now I'm just like, whatever. I can't will myself to care enough about this in this season of life. It felt more important when you're younger, right? Um, but I think that was kind of where my thought was. But then the way my question came <laughs> off sounded so bitchy and biting, <laughs> um, because I do think that there are people where I'm like, yeah, I'm like, you know, yeah, maybe it was just a Sarah that like. You had a lot of beef with. Did you steal her boyfriend? I'm creating a whole I did narrative. Not. I did not. I, mean, I don't think I've ever stolen a boyfriend that I know of. From a Sarah or in general? Just generally. Okay. Yeah. Important to clarify. <laughs> She's like, because if there's an alternative, I need to know the story, please. That's, that's what you're Clearly I'm digging for tea that doesn't exist. I can make some up if you want. Well, there's enough tea in this book that I there just is, I actually. haven't even gotten us to. So I apologize. We're in a zombie apocalypse. Yes, and okay. we're with Kelsey. She is extremely depressed. She hasn't been taking care of herself. And she... It's like she's starting to come out of a depressive episode where she realizes Mm. that she smells, her house smells. Like, she's like, oh, no. 
And her best friend shows up and tells her that she's a disgrace to all women. She's like, get it together. Have a hen party. This is not funny. Like, figure your shit out. So her friend is not necessarily sympathetic to her mental health journey. No. Friend is very much, like, kicking the ass moment Mm -hmm. here. So, um... She goes to, like, continue the conversation with her friend, and her friend is gone. And um, she's like, you know what? I am going to get my shit together. Tara was right. Tara's our friend. And so she cleans up, and she starts thinking about how it's been two years, a little over two years, since the dead rose, um, and a little over a year since she's talked to another person. That's her internal dialogue happening. Okay. So So zombie apocalypse has been going on for, like— Two years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she has been alone for the last year. Mm-hmm. Wow. So we have some mental health things happening as well in this one. Yeah. Um, so she is on a compound with two, with, with three campers. So two are like storage at this point. Um, she has essentially a small farm. She has solar panels, mm-hmm. a greenhouse. I mean, she has like this really amazing setup. Um, so she decides that she's going to get all dressed up. So she goes and she does her hair and her makeup. She has a spa day. And then she goes out to have a dance party with her chickens. It's literally a hen party. Oh. Yep. Because <laughs> there's nobody else there. So Aww. she just has a party with her chickens, which have hilarious names, by the way, like Snooky and Cardi and like, she just has chats with them. So, am I correct in assuming that, like, the book would be set in, like, if we were currently in in a a zombie apocalypse? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's very contemporary. Um, So, she's dancing and having a great time. She has earbuds in um, so as not to attract zombies. So, she's dancing around, having a good time, and then um, an external alarm starts going off. Mm -hmm. So, around the compound, there are two fences there's an inner fence and an outer fence that are alarmed and have barbed wire and all this other shit on them so she races to the fence and when she goes through the inner fence between the two fences she comes upon five men (laughs) and she's like uh one of them is very injured obviously he's bleeding and so not um, zombies not zombies real men real live okay And uh, the other four are armed. One of them starts to point his gun at her because it seemed like she startled him when she came around the corner. And she just very casually takes him out. Like, just like nothing. Yep. And holds a gun to his neck, gets him disarmed, and is like, everybody else, please put your weapons down. Thank you so much. Ooh, loving this energy. Yeah, she's very – she's pretty kick-ass. And so – Zombies are on the outer fence. So there's a pressure sensor that was causing the alarm. Um, So there is now a horde of zombies, like, pushed against the fence. I'm assuming the zombies were following the men, and then the men made it in and are safe. Okay. Yeah. Um, And so she has a system to draw zombies away. So she has, like, uh, speakers set up at various points away from 
her compound. Mm -hmm. So she just started playing Who Let the Dogs Out, and all the zombies started going towards it. (laughs) And then she plays another song, and so she's leading them away. Okay. Um, And then she has fireworks set up even further away. So she sets the fireworks off, and then they all go. Um, And the guys are like— Imagine having to reset that. Well, that's a whole thing. The fireworks. Oh, okay. That's a whole thing, yeah. So she, like, is just casually doing this from a cell phone, and the guys are all like, what the fuck is happening right now? Like, oh, like, <laughs> what? <laughs> like, they're all very clearly, like, have no fucking clue. Wait, what were they like, Hannah? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I did that to somebody the other day. I was like, they were like, what? And she went, shut the fuck up. And I was like, Okay. <laughs> I thought it was funny. Anyway, um, so she realizes that all these guys are hot, except maybe the injured one because he she can't really see him. She's very, very— But, you know, way to not count them out fully. Right. She's like, who would know? So um, so one of the guys, um, Devin, she learns his name is, is being an absolute shithead. And he's like, whatever, princess. Like, obviously you were having a great time because she's in a— party dress with her hair and makeup done (laughs) and so they're all like is this a fever dream like what is happening yeah so she uh just doesn't acknowledge him any further Mm -hmm. at that point and um he the guy she's holding thanks her he's like thank you for your help like, getting the zombies away, whatever. Yeah, he's like, we're not all douches. We recognize that yeah. you were very helpful here. Exactly. Thank you. And he asks her name, and so she's like, well, it's Kelsey. And he's like, thank you, Kelsey. And she almost starts crying because nobody – she hasn't heard anybody say her name in Aww. so long. It's really it, – like, it was a really, like, a moment. Um, <clears throat> yeah, like, even if you've never had mental health issues in your entire yes. life. Yes. A year of isolation. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's I, not doing well. No. I had a former client who had been, like, incarcerated for a decade and had spent a year on, an, like, in and out of solitary. Ooh. And, like, the conversations we would have just about, like, that amount of time mm-hmm. alone. It does something. Like. Yes. We were not made to do that. No, we were very much made to be, like, known Mm -hmm. and in community. Yes, to be seen and to belong and to all of that. So she is unwell. Like, mentally, she's unwell at this point. Um, She's not sure if she's going to let them stay. So she doesn't let them into the gates. Also, real fast, is her mental health, like, an ongoing thing throughout the book? Or is that Mm -hmm. just, like, okay. Yeah. So she doesn't lead them through the inner fence. She leads them around to another area. She says they can stay there for the night. Yeah. And then they will decide what they're going to do tomorrow. Um, And so. feels very reasonable. She pulls. It it is very reasonable and very kind because it's the apocalypse. So she pulls out her phone and texts a phone, like, obviously, so that they think there are more people in the compound. Mm. Um, And. uh she takes their guns and then she eavesdrops on talking to them about how they had a farm that was overrun and they've been running ever since and they haven't been able to rest and they're almost out of supplies. One of the guys is like, but did you see that chick though? I will marry her. He was like so excited about it and she's like, we're just gonna, 
he hasn't seen a woman in a long time. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, in fairness to him. Yeah, she's like, so flattered. And can put this in some realistic perspective. Right. We're going to consider the context of his spontaneous (laughs) proposal and recognize that no. So do we know how long they've been on the run? Not at this point. Okay. Um, It doesn't – I don't know that we ever find out exactly how long, um, but it's been a minute that they've been running. Um, And so she makes them a huge breakfast – She's gotten a ton of supplies together, um, and so she takes all of that out with a med kit for the guy that's injured and everything. Um, She still hasn't decided if she's going to let them stay. She really wants them to because she doesn't want to be alone, but she also is aware that, like, she doesn't know these men. They could very easily harm her or kick her out. Overtake her, take her farm. Right. So um, she decides she's going to do some tests. I... I know we aren't that far into this book, but, like, so far, I have to say, I really appreciate that she's, like, competent. Yes. And not an idiot. Because um, I feel like there's so many books where you're just reading and you're like... Honey. Re- like, who is this helpless? Right. Like, basic common sense would save mm-hmm. you here, mm-hmm. right? And I feel like, I'm like, oh, she's, like, very, like, intentional. Yes. And very, like smart in how she's mapping things out and I yes. really appreciate that versus mm-hmm. just like the well four men showed up and he's a cute boy yeah right exactly and she's very she is very careful and it's it's obvious that she's incredibly smart like mm-hmm. the way that she plays things so their introductions we have Lincoln who is essentially like their de facto leader okay Devin Grayson and Oliver. Devin mm-hmm. is the douchebag. Grayson is the one who wants to marry her. And Oliver seems very quiet and reserved. So Gray then proposes to her face. So he said it to the guys last night, but she brings some eggs and he's like, Will you marry me? I mean, <laughs> she hadn't even done anything thoughtful yet and he was ready to propose. <laughs> right. And then she made him breakfast and he's like, I knew it. <laughs> he's like, No further proof is needed. (laughs) Right. Nailed it. (laughs) This is the girl of my dreams. And she's, like, wanting to yell, like, yes. And then she's, like, the fuck is wrong with me? Like, (laughs) simmer down, babe. Like, he's cute and all, but could also be a rapist or a murderer. So maybe, like, pump the brakes. honey. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Um, So she brought their guns back. And dropped also the bag. Also like a sign of good faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dropped the bag with the guns in it so that it would, like, open a little bit so they could see what was in it. Mm. Because she was trying to see if one of them was going to try to pull a gun on her. And so um, they eat, and she starts working on the injured guy. Um, and she's very clearly also had medical training the way that she's talking and the way that she's treating him and all. Um, and it turns out they don't even know this guy. When they were running from the horde, the he got flushed out of where he was hiding and started mm. running with them and then got injured. So she's like, what's his name? And they're like, Gavin? Like, <laughs> I think. And she's oh. like, oh, dear. So he's very unwell at this point. Yeah. Um, And she's also, like, super shocked they didn't just leave him because, obviously, he was slowing them down. Um, And Devin is like, 
what do you think that we're monsters or something? And she's like, no, I just think that humans have a drive to survive. And I'm surprised you would put your survival at risk for someone you don't know. Like. Very valid. Maybe cool your jets with the attitude, sir. I did bring you eggs. Um, Do my eggs mean nothing to you? <laughs> um, so. Aren't you allergic to eggs? No. Vance had an egg sensitivity sensitivity for a oh, while okay okay which i don't know i love it if he still has that sensitivity mm. we haven't got him retested in a while mm. um because we figured out that he had a lot of other health stuff going on and so mm. i think as we've been working on all of that health stuff like the smaller things like food sensitivities have been resolving themselves mm. a little bit more. that makes sense yeah um no honestly i was thinking of when um when I was dating the guy that I was dating before I met my husband and one time he made me eggs it was not my proudest moment they were very runny in a way that it kind of freaked me out yeah and he like brought me the plate of food he'd made me and I literally literally was like thank you so much could you cook these eggs a little bit longer and I had a co-worker who was like you absolutely did not do that I was like no I did like I just asked him like cook the Cook the eggs a little bit longer. And she's like, Chelsea, that man made you breakfast. And you shat in his breakfast. (laughs) (laughs) No, you didn't. Because you would have been grossed out and not eaten them. Yeah. Now, mind you, I may have critiqued other things he did as well. And we were not a great match long term, which is why I'm not married to him. And I'm married to my husband. Who everyone thinks is a great match. I agree. Yeah. Everyone just wants to hang out with Vance all the time. Mm-hmm. In fact, I've told people when I'm like coming to town to visit and they're like, so excited to see you. But also is Vance coming? <laughs> Aw. You know, there are worse things than having people really love your husband. Yes. You know what would be worse? Having someone really hate your husband. Yeah. And then never getting invited places. Yeah. Or they were like, if when I say I'm coming to visit and they're asking if Vance is coming, it's because if I say he's coming. They're like, oh, no, we have plans. Oh, shit, we're busy that weekend. I was like, I didn't tell you what weekend. They're like, oh. (laughs) Awkward. (laughs) Um, But no, I frequently think whenever I am like thinking about breakfast food and eggs and making food for people. I think about that moment because I honestly feel really bad for, like, how I treated him at times. And, at, like, I get – I just asked him to make some – to heat the eggs a little bit longer. But my coworkers were all like, Chelsea. No. <laughs> what? You were such a bitch. And I was, but for other reasons. <laughs> it was not the eggs, people. It was not the it eggs. It was not – no, the eggs were just, like – well, I was going to say, like, the – the cherry on top or the straw that breaks the can or like something like that. But right. then I was going to try and also make it a breakfast pun. Mm. And I just couldn't get there fast enough. I understand. Yeah. I'm, now I'm trying to do it and I, I can't either because oh, I'm trying. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, like you're like the, the pat of butter on top of the pancake stack. No, it doesn't mm, work. It we're, doesn't. We're going to cut our losses before we go down this rabbit hole too Fair deeply. Um, I'm only half of one hard Topo Chico in (laughs) and I feel a little more tingly than I expected (laughs) so well then that would the rest of this is going to be really interesting then so hyped so hyped so as she's as the other guys are eating and she's working on the other guy she sees Devin reach 
for the guns. Mm. And so she throws a knife that misses his hand by like an inch and doesn't even acknowledge acknowledge it. She's just really sad that they're not trustworthy. Um, and so she tells them about a, a backup location that she has that they can go stay at, that there's a month of supplies there. These are the directions. This is what you need to do for Dude Buddy to keep him keep him well um, and help him get better. But you're um, not welcome here anymore. Right. Thank you so yeah. much for being here. So long. Right? Um, so the other guys keep saying her name. Um, and she is really, really upset, obviously. Um, so she goes to leave. But then Devin blocks her way. And she starts to tear up because she's like, he is going to make me do something I don't want to do right now. Like, she's, like, preparing herself to, like, take him out because mm. she's, like, obviously he's not trustworthy. Mm. I'm not safe. Um, but he, instead, he gets on her knee on his knees and tells her to shoot him if it means the other guys can stay. Oh, damn. And so I forgot to mention him. We have everybody's perspective in this. Mm. So we now switch to Lincoln, who also goes by Link. Um, he's terrified that she's going to kill him, kill Devin. Um, but he's also really pissed at him. He's like, this was our shot, dude. Like, this is a community of people. Obviously, it's safe. Mm -hmm. Like, we could, like... We could have built a life here, and you you fucked us over, basically. Mm. He's very confused about why they continue to send out this gorgeous girl who's clearly underfed out to deal with five men. He's like, I'm not a fan of the leadership here, if that's the plan. Valid question, though. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, for she because she set it up so intentionally that they think that there's a whole community yeah. that they're pissed at the made-up leadership. Right. So, um, he really, really likes Kelsey. He thinks she's gorgeous. She's obviously very sweet, very caring. And so then Devin actually reaches for Kelsey's hand and, like, puts the gun to his head and is like, please do it. Please let them stay. Like, don't. I, mm. I'm sorry. Like, whatever. And so she starts, like, sh full body shaking and drops the gun and is like, don't you ever say anything like that again. And, like, takes off and starts sobbing. And they're all like, the fuck just happened? Like, what What just happened? And so um, Lincoln then punches Devin in the face. <laughs> and then they put all her gun with their guns. And he's like, nobody touches the guns until... The people here give us permission. Don't fucking touch anything. Like, yeah. don't move. So we go back to Kelsey. So she is sobbing as Tara, her bestie, shows up and gives her a pep talk and tells her she needs to let these people stay. Like, she needs them at this point. So where does Tara live? Nowhere. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So that's, like, we get hints of it, like, throughout this and the details where Tara, like, is disappearing or whatever or shows up in, like, some crazy outfit or something. She's not real. And so mm. it's just very, like, it's very sad. So, but Tara is telling her she needs these guys. Like, she is not doing well. And if she doesn't have more people, she's not going to make it. And so um, she goes back to the guys. They thank her for the help. And 
um, Devin tries to say that he'll just go. Like, you don't have to kill me or anything, but I will leave. Mm -hmm. I will never bother you again. Please let everybody else yeah. stay. And the other guys are like, nope, it's we're all together. And so she leads them around, and this is like the final test where she's waiting to see they're all behind her. They think she's kicking them out. She's waiting to see if they attack her mm. as she leads them around. But they don't, and so she leads them into the, the inner gate. And they're all freaking out. Not like outwardly, but yeah, internally. Like, Keep it cool. <laughs> so um, back to Link. He's super excited. And then he sees all the crops and he's like, holy shit. Like, this is amazing. Um, and all the solar panels. But he's like, where are the people? <laughs> There's nobody working in the fields. No. Great question. Astute. <laughs> so um and so then he focuses back on Kelsey. She's being all awkward and flirty. Like she tries to flirt and then it's like she realizes what she did and she's like, "Oh no." And it's just really really cute and he's like, "Could you please do that all the time?" cuz I'm into it. Um so then Oliver finally asks where everyone is and she's like, "Oh, it's just me." It's like crickets. <laughs> and they stop moving. <laughs> and so it's back to Kelsey, and she's like, why is everybody just staring at me? What's the big deal? Right. And then she's like, oh, right. No, it's just me. Okay. Um, and so they, they don't believe her. And so she's like, well, it has been 414 days of just me. So. Um, mm, 414. Yeah. Yeah. So they were like, there's no way you set this up on your own. And she's like, that's accurate. I did not. I've been alone for 414 days. Any further questions? And they're like, Had yes. some time on my hands. <laughs> right. Right. So um, Lincoln is like, we're going to help you with chores. Like you tell us, like we're here to, this is a home. Like yeah, we want if we live here home. now. We are like right. we will help, we will participate. Yep. We will do all of the tasks that need to be done to keep this place running. Exactly. Got like it. we want to be a part of this with you. And so she starts like stumbling over her words because he's so hot. And so um she he's like, We'll help you with whatever chores or work needs to be done. And she's like, Oh, I'll get you dirty. And then she like heard what she said. She's like, no, I'll work you. No, I'm going to go <laughs> and just leaves to go hang out with the chickens. And she's talking to them for a little bit. And she's like, um, Snooky, Cardi, this is for the two of you. Keep your breasts feathered. There are men here with a capital E. And she's like having a, a talking to with the chickens. Um, I mean, she has been alone for 414 days, <laughs> bless it. And there's, like, another room behind. There's, like, a cavern, and that's where the chickens stay most of the time, but there's, like, another room behind it that has a gym. So she goes and locks herself in there mm. to take a nap um, because she's exhausted. Um, Devin followed her and heard her chicken conversation, and he's like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> well... <laughs> She is fucking nuts. Um, I mean, he's not wrong. <laughs> right. Um, he is also a bit of a dick. That too. Yeah. 
Um, so he tells the other guys, he's like, I don't trust this situation. And they're like, you don't trust anything. Mm. And he's like, listen, all of y'all are obviously into her. This is going to get messy as shit. Like, I don't Mm want to deal with it. Um, he says, we did that once and it almost destroyed us. We're not doing that shit again. And they're like, we've been here a cool 20 minutes, my guy. You're already like planning ahead. Looks like all four of us are into it. So, (laughs) um, (laughs) and And probably the injured guy as well. Probably if he's conscious enough, probably. Um, so yeah, if he's conscious, (laughs) I mean, he probably hasn't seen a woman in a minute. Okay, well, taking away the fact that, like, they, like, probably haven't seen one in a minute, I do think that is, like, I don't know where you land on this spectrum. When I don't feel well, when I'm sick, there is nothing sexy. I'm like, don't look at me. Don't touch me. Bring me soup and yep. comfort foods and, yep. like, leave me alone outside of that. And I swear, my husband can have, like, a 103-degree fever. And he's like, <laughs> you you want to dick down? <laughs> I'm like... <laughs> Are you down to clown? Like, yeah, and I'm like, what? no, you need to rest. And he's like, well, I'll just lay on my back then. And you're like, we can adapt. I'm like, I, I was like, I, I don't understand it. And I don't think I was prepared for that. Like, it never dawned on me. No. Um, because I'm like, surely when other people feel sick, they also feel like, like there's nothing sexy about Mm-mm. this. Mm-mm. Yeah. And my husband can, like, honestly, like, have a stomach bug and be curled around a toilet bowl. But if I was like, (laughs) it's time, he'd be like, we'll make it work. And I don't get it. Oh, no. And I don't know if that's all people. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. My husband is not like that. No, when Matt is sick. He's not into it. Well. Which is good, because I'm not. (laughs) Like, it's not like I'm missing out. (laughs) You're like, sick men really do it for me. Right. I have a Florence Nightingale thing. Like, no, I don't. <laughs> Sorry. What's your king? Florence, Florence Nightingale. Nightingale. And it's, then you never say anything else. You never expand. It's the bonnet. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. The bonnet. Oh. Now I'm just imagining Matt in a bonnet. <laughs> Oh, my God. Yeah, for those who don't know, my husband has a very large silver gray beard with a bonnet. That'd be... It's a whole ass vibe. It, it's something. I would like to get that as a sticker for my water bottle. Just a picture. Like a cartoon picture of Matt with his beard wearing a bonnet. I did get... Uh, this whole this whole thing happened. My dad thinks he's funny and decided to pretend he didn't know who my husband was. He was like, who's Matt? Like, <laughs> okay, dad, you're really funny. So for Christmas, Matt got him socks with that you could personalize with his face all over the socks. Incredible. It was pretty awesome. And so then my dad, of course, reciprocated by giving Matt socks with his face on them. So they will sometimes wear them. They'll coordinate. That's actually really sweet. It's really cute. <laughs> it's really cute. But I was like, oh, okay. Have you seen those, like, viral TikToks where, like, like the whole friend group will be going out to dinner and all of the girls bought their, like, partners matching shirts and the guys didn't know. Then, like, 
every couple no. who gets to the restaurant, the guy is wearing the shirt that, like, every other guy at the table is wearing. Mm. And so then you have, like, it gets funnier and funnier as each couple shows up to the bar. Right. And they're realizing. And I'm like, well, those videos are hilarious to watch. My husband is so particular about what he wears. It yes. would never work. Never. I would never be able to do that. No. No. Matt is so – but I think for different reasons. Like, Matt is, like, if, if the texture of something is a little bit off, he mm. can't do it. He All of his shirts are at least one size too big because if it touches his armpits, he will lose his shit. So, like, he was very specific. When, whenever we go anywhere, he's not even looking at the shirts. He's just touching them to see if he likes the texture. And if he likes the texture, it almost doesn't matter what it looks like. Interesting. Yeah, he's a very sensory sort of person, for sure. I get that. Mm-hmm. Like, there are sweaters that, like, you're like, this sweater's cute, and then you wear it for all of five minutes, and you're like, this needs to come off of me yeah. immediately. Yeah. I cannot wear this. Mm-hmm. I respect it. All right. Yeah. Where were we? Um. Oh, Devin is making plans. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um. So, um... Uh, Oliver points out, he's like, obviously she hasn't been eating. Like, she is underweight, even with all of this food around. Um, And Devin needs to stop being a dick because if she doesn't feel safe and comfortable with them, she's certainly not going to start eating now. So Mm. button it down. And then Dev is like, well, I really hope that she is full of shit with all of this kindness because if she's not, we're fucked. Like, I hope that she's not genuine because I can't. Like Because I can't let myself the, go there. Exactly. Like, the okay. vulnerability of it, he's, like, not into it. So, um, we're back like, to Kelsey. I can't let myself believe she could be real. Exactly. Because if I do and I let myself want something, it's not mm. going to end well for me. So. I mean, they are in a zombie apocalypse. I don't think that. Well, and we find out later, like, all of them obviously went through some shit when yeah. it all started, but his was, like, the worst of it uh, for sure. Okay. And so he, like, has never come out of it. <laughs> that makes sense. Um, so we're back to Kelsey. She gets up to make lunch for the guys, and they're like, you really don't need to cook for us. Like, we are not guests. Like, we're we're here to stay. Um, and she's like, I just got out stuff for sandwiches. Um and so then Oliver makes her a sam like makes a sandwich and then puts it on her plate and she's like, "What? What are you? What are you doing?" Because she obviously wasn't going to eat. And he's like, "I'm not eating if you don't eat. So I'll just look at you until you eat." And so she does. Um, and she's like, "That's really sweet. Like nobody, nobody yeah. has cared obviously in a long time." Um, so she tells them the history about how she had. A group of friends, two couples, that um, they, when everything started, they set this place up, and um, they had been best friends for, like, their whole lives. Um, She was in a pretty shitty situation growing up. She was a medical student Mm -hmm. um, and had almost completed her residency, which is how she's so good at the medical stuff. Um, the two guys in the friend group had a whole plan, so they set everything up. And then the two guys and one of the girls went on a supply run, and they never came back. Mm. And so it was just her and Tara that were left. So Devin asks what happened to Tara, and Kelsey obviously starts to panic. And so Oliver is like, 
hey, will you show me the crops? Mm. Like, I just want to put Oliver in my pocket. He's, right? like, so sweet. Um, And then she realizes that he is holding her hand. Like, he took her hand to, like, take her away from the table and then never let it go. And she's like, oh, oh, my God. <laughs> and so um, we're to Oliver's point of view now. So he realizes she's freaking out. And so um, – she starts talking to him. She shares more about their story and there's like the setup. And he's like, she's really smart and I really like her. Like she's been working really hard and like yeah. I'm really into this. And so um like he's like, she's clearly not like doing great in this moment, but like right. seeing beyond mm-hmm. her current struggles. Exactly. Like she's obviously brilliant. She's obviously a really hard worker. Mm-hmm. And all she needs is a little bit of support, and she's going to be, like, yeah. over-the-top amazing. Um, so he leans in to kiss her, and then um, Gray walks in. And so they go to check on the injured guy. Mm. And uh, Gray thinks that his cock-blocking is hilarious, so Oliver punches him. <laughs> ah. um, okay. I feel like I need to move faster. Um, so she's like... She does not want to get involved with any of these guys because she doesn't do drama. She's, like, not – she doesn't want to deal with all of that. So mm-hmm. she's, like, everybody's in the friend zone. So injured guy starts having a seizure and gives her a black eye, like, from the jerking mm. and stuff. And she realizes that he has tetanus and he's not going to get better because um, he's got the lockjaw and stuff starting. So, like, the paralysis and everything is starting. Um, And uh, – yeah, there's more, like, tension between her and Devin. The other guys are clearly, like, trying to get in it. Like, they're into it. Um, and they have all discussed that they're all cool sharing her. But they haven't told her that. Because, again, they've been there for, like, a cool three hours. And so maybe slow down a little bit. Well, it's also, like, yes, in a situation like this, you do need to know that everyone is about it. And it does feel a little weird to, like... Be like, so we know we've all been here for a few hours, but we all talked about it. We're willing to share you. (laughs) Right. And you're like, oh, I feel so honored. I also think for Kelsey, too, she's like, how long has it been since they've seen a woman? Like, this isn't about them being into me. This is about them, like, Which I don't disagree. Like, even if, like, she is all of those incredible things, right? Like, Mm -hmm. if she's been on her own that long and they've all been there – cohort for that long Mm -hmm. like she's not wrong right right there is some level of like locational geographical convenience right here right location 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 (laughs) um (laughs) um so uh, there's like this really cute moment where oliver is like please rest like you know Mm -hmm. please rest and she's like well no i need to make spaghetti for dinner and he's like, no, you just need to rest. And she's like, spaghetti's easy. I can make spaghetti in my sleep. Like, as she's falling asleep. And he's like, okay, honey, you do that. You make some spaghetti make in, in your sleep. sleep. It'll be great. <laughs> and it's, like, just really cute and wholesome. Um, so she makes spaghetti. Everybody's very sweet after she wakes up from her nap. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Not during? Not during. She was unsuccessful with making and making it in her sleep. So um, she gives them all cell phones. Um, 
from their, like, stash of stuff. Mm -hmm. She explains all the security measures. Um, Grayson, turns out, is a tech guy, so he's really excited and is, like, taking a look at everything to see if anything needs to be tuned up. So then that night, we're at Lincoln's point of view. Kelsey starts having a nightmare um, and wakes, like, the whole camper in the middle of the night. They're all in one camper because Gavin is... It's not safe to be in the camper with Gavin mm. because apparently it doesn't matter if you get bit. If you die, you become a zombie, period. So, oh. yeah. So it's not like a it disease. It doesn't matter what kills you. Right. It's just like everyone comes back to life now. Mm-hmm. So if he dies overnight while all the guys are sleeping, obviously it would be really bad. So they're all in the same ca- camper with Kelsey. Um, so... Um, she goes outside to drink whiskey and smoke a cigarette, uh-huh. and um, Devin, um, he and Devin talk about it, and it's it's just really weird that Devin is, like, obviously wants her but doesn't, and, like, Lincoln is over his bullshit. He's like, just, just shut up. Just shut up. Yeah. Like, just, just shut up. Stop, bro. Um. So, in the morning, uh, Kelsey realizes that a chicken escaped, and so she goes out to chase it in basically a see-through white sleep set, and everybody's like, oh, hello. Hello. Like, imagine, like, prairie dogs, like, up on the back of their (laughs) legs, like, hello. Um, So, Link is like, "Mm, we're just going to cover her up a little bit. Um, and uh, listens to them, uh, listens to her tell the chickens that they need to get their shit together so the guys won't leave. She's like, we can't be playing this game anymore, ladies. Get Aww. it together. Um, uh, yeah. And so then he kisses her after she realizes he, he overheard her talking to her chickens. And she's really embarrassed. Link? Yeah. She okay. kisses Link. And then Oliver comes in. And says that breakfast is ready. And she's like, oh, my God. Like, I almost kissed Oliver yesterday. I just kissed Link. Mm. Like, this is, oh, my God. Um, So she tries to apologize to him. And he's like, this is where he broaches with, like, it's cool. (laughs) (laughs) We wouldn't mind if you wanted all of us. So hypothetically. Exactly. Um, And so um, he's like, Anything you do with any of us is okay with everybody else. If you want all of us, that's great. If you want one of us, that's great. Like, whatever you want is okay. Um, And she's like, that doesn't make sense. (laughs) Like, I don't get it. Um, So she – they the guys made breakfast, so they go to eat. Devin says something that really embarrasses her, and so she doesn't eat, and Oliver is so pissed. He's like, dude, we talked about this. Mm. She has to eat. And so she's like, why are they why are they trying to take care of me so hard? Like, it's mm. weird. So, um Aww. Yeah. I so feel, I feel so bad for her. I know. It's really sad because it's obvious that like she had this chosen family before all of this started. And then it seemed like they were going to make it. Like, they had this amazing setup, and then everything went wrong. Um, But, um, yeah. So, she's showing them around. There's a secret storeroom that is, like, this is the big deal. Like, obviously, I've shown them a lot. But this is, like, where the valuable stuff is, essentially. Um, 
And she's definitely hallucinating Tara and having conversations with her. Um, and she realizes that one of the guys saw her doing that and is like, well, great. Now they know I'm really fucking nuts. Um, so <laughs> she makes out with Oliver. Um, yeah, she tells the guys she's just really confused. She's like, do you guys have a bet or something to see who I'm going to sleep with first? Like, mm. I don't, I don't get it. Um, and so they try to like reassure her, but she's, she just kind of pulls back. Um, she does finally go out and sit down, but Devin picks up her feet and starts massaging them. He's like, you've been working all day. A woman who's been on her feet all day gets mm-hmm. a foot rub, you know? And she's like, what the fuck is happening? And the guys are obviously like trying to like move things along. Yeah. Like it's been three days, but they are impatient. They're like, we are ready to make something happen here. Um, Three days both feels like, I get where that could feel like a lot of time. Yeah. But I also get where in reality. It's not. That is like no time at all. Well, and two, I guess it's also a little bit different because there aren't as many distractions like cell phones and TV and internet and stuff. And so it is just them working in the fields yeah collecting eggs and just being together um very simple little farm life mm-hmm. with literally no one else around exactly um so we get Devin's point of view um and they all start sharing about a, around the table about their lives before mm-hmm. so link was a firefighter Um, and when everything started, he went and picked up Grayson from his office. When they went home, um, Oliver was already there. He was an engineer and she asked Devin where he was. And he says, um, he was in hell period. And like, won't give her any more information. And she's like, Mm. okay. Um, and so then they hear injured guy banging on the door and he, he died. Um, so he started like moaning and stuff and they, Um. they knew he was a zombie so they take Kelsey away so she doesn't have to deal with it. Devin takes her away. The rest of the guys deal with it. Um, and uh, they make out a lot. <laughs> I mean, it's a great distraction. Yeah. Devin is ready to move physically, not emotionally. Um, <laughs> Important distinction here. We are reserved. Emotionally, um, he's a little atrophied. So... Then, so she has nightmares pretty consistently. So Devin starts getting up at night because he doesn't sleep. He gets up at night to comfort her and they start like connecting around. No, they start connecting more. Well, Hannah, you were just waving your hands around, (laughs) making a face like you get what I'm putting out there, right? And I'm like, I really don't. There are so many different places a zombie reverse harem could go <laughs> that's just, like, so, making eyes at me and waving your hands. I'm like, I don't actually know where we're ending I up. I just want to say, I just want to say that given the books that I have reviewed previously, I realized when I told you that I was reviewing a zombie apocalypse reverse harem, I was like, she's going to think that it's zombie sex. Like, as soon <laughs> I did. I did assume. <laughs> You're not wrong. I was like, oh, no. It's Listen, not. you know what, Hannah? We've still reviewed all of those books. It is an open-minded, <laughs> safe space for zombie sex. 
I would have I would have reviewed it with you. I know you would. I know. It makes me think of Bob's Burgers because Tina is obsessed with with zombies. She thinks they're really hot. Anyway. <laughs> Um, do you um, remember when you and I used to work together and we had access and controlled the overall calendar for like yes. all of the <laughs> clinical operations in the entire company? Who did that? And so we all have access to it. And whenever we need to schedule a new team meeting, we'd like be really intentional about what we chose. Not really realize like, and to be fair, no one else looked at the calendar outside right. of us. But every every now and then, like our like VP would look at it, and you'd be like, "So what's this event on the company calendar called Catalina Wine Mixer?" <laughs> I was gonna say, what was the one that was like um, potluck recipe swap or something like that? We had something um, we like had that. one that was also your booze mean nothing. Yes. I've seen who you cheer for. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. On the official company calendar, they got rid of, I think, 95% of our sassy <laughs> things over time, but one or two have lived on. I'm really glad. Yeah. I'm guessing the Catalina wine mixer didn't make it. Yeah. I don't think Catalina, Catalina, Catalina wine mixer did make it. Mm. I think that was probably one of the first to go because you also... <laughs> We'd put these funny names, but then people would hop on the links and they'd be like, so what are we here to do? <laughs> and so, and then we could never remember. So we'd like <laughs> have to put in the description for the meeting what we were supposed to yeah, be doing yeah, in yeah. that meeting. And we're like, maybe this isn't the most effective setup. It might not be efficient, but it is fun. We had a blast. We did. We really did. Yeah. That, <sighs> that whole team was so fun. It was. All right. Mm-hmm. Kelsey and Devin... Is that where we were? They were making yes. out? Well, they made out, but then he starts comforting her at night. And so they start and you know, emotionally and Yeah, with the, with the hand motions. We left off with the hand motions. I don't know why I'm still doing the hand motions. <laughs> um, okay. So um, it's a big rain day, so they all just kind of get to hang out. Um, they get drenched when they go to get some supplies. And so they all take their shirts off. And Kelsey is like, hello. <laughs> um and starts, like, is Kelsey now like, I too would like to move things along? A little bit, yeah. Okay. Um, and so she's like running into things and Tara shows up and is like making fun of her a little bit. And she's like, please give me some space. I am absentized and I need a moment. And what was that word? Absentized? Hypnotized by abs? Like it's <laughs> – <laughs> that's the word in the book and I put it in my notes because it really did make me laugh when I saw it. Um, like, um, being dickmatized. Exactly. Yeah. But with abs. Um, and so they all are, like, obvious. She's pretty obvious okay. about checking them out. Pause, though. Because dickmatized has been a saying for a while, but I do think abmatized, I'm far more likely to pause and ogle some abs mm. than I am a a dick. If I'm ogling a dick, it's for different reasons. Right. Like abs, you're like, oh, those are so pretty. And a dick, you're like, mm-hmm. that one is also unique. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh. no dicks are just like inherently pretty. No. And no. I love when romance novels try and make it like yeah, the his, most beautiful dick. His velvet rod. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, like, but I'm like, no. no, dicks just inherently 
aren't attractive. They aren't. They can do great work. (laughs) Very few can, in my experience. (laughs) Most of them have overinflated egos. You know? (laughs) You know, that is also a thing that happens. But yeah, just saying, if I'm going to, like, stop and, like... Ogle. Oh, yeah. Well, I was trying to ogle, oogle, ogle. <laughs> I was going through the different. Goggle, ones. Google, Gogle. <laughs> Gollum. I don't know. Right. Um, but no, I do think I'm like, if one is going to do it for you. Yeah. It's probably going to be the abs. It's going to be the abs. Yeah. yeah. I get it. Um. So, um, Grayson, finally, we get him. So we've had everybody else's perspective. We haven't had Grayson. So he's starting to get Ah. jealous that everybody else has had, like, a moment with her, and he hasn't because he really, really wants her. So um, he pulls her into his lap while they're watching a movie, and she starts to fall asleep. And Lincoln starts, like, stroking her leg on the couch, and her hand basically lands on his dick, and he's like, well, okay. He was like, I didn't know this was going to be the moment, but I'm not mad at it. Um, Is she asleep? She's very asleep. She's very (laughs) asleep. And he's like, awkward. But he can feel it when she wakes up, and she's like, and she just yells, cornbread because she was making chili and she was like she just in her dream no she like woke up and was like oh fuck and so she just yelled cornbread and got up and was like i'm gonna make some cornbread and like ran out and all the guys are like that's adorable because she was so flustered that she like woke up with a dick in her hand which in fairness i would also it wasn't bare or anything but you know what i mean (laughs) Like, he didn't take it out. Yeah. If I woke up with my (laughs) hand on someone's dick as well. I mean, depends on (laughs) who. Depending on the dick. Yeah. Yeah, it depends on the dick. But I see where you're like, well, there's no way to just, like, pretend this didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. Awkward. But he's into it. Um, Makes sense. So then it's been four days since that incident. And Kelsey is pissed because none of the guys have made a move on her again. And she's like, this is bullshit. Because they're all walking around shirtless. Wait, four days from the dick incident? hmm Okay. And she's like, this is bullshit. They're all walking around shirtless looking hot. So I'm going to be pretty skimpy today, too. Thank you very much. So she, like, puts on some little shorts and, like, a crop top or whatever. Um, and she's real still processing the idea that she doesn't have to choose. So Lincoln approaches her to talk to her about something and she just sprays him with a garden hose because she's so over it and she has no social skills anymore <laughs> because she's been alone so long. So she just sprays him with a hose. Okay. Well, and I mean, think of how much general society social skills atrophied throughout the pandemic. Right. Oh, that's And a good we point. were never... Fully isolated. Right. I didn't think of that. Yeah. Yeah. And there are times when I go out in public and I'm like, how do I, what do I, no. yeah, I don't what know what do to I do with, with my, my hands. hands. Yeah. <laughs> and so not even being fully isolated and feeling our skills atrophy mm-hmm. versus like looking at you were legit alone. True isolation. Um, so then he's like, seriously, and just picks her up and carries her in the camper and they bang. Um, oh, he's like, him. 
Yeah. He's like, I've been trying to hold back this whole fucking time. And here you are. We're walking around in these little shorts. We're trying to give you some space. Jesus Christ. I'll give you exactly what you wanted. Fine. Yep. And what I wanted. Fine. Yep. This honestly feels like a win-win. It is. Yeah. It is. Um, many orgasms are had. I love that. And um, so they're kind of like laying together afterwards. And he tells her how happy he is that that she let them in. Um, and then they start going at it again. And they hear the other guys come in. And Link's like, don't stop, baby. Let them hear you. And she's like, well, okay. She's like, huh. Now that I'm really embracing this, maybe I'm more open to the idea than yeah. I than I thought I'd be. She's like, did that make me hotter? Yes, it did. Okay, let's do it. Um, so they're like, it's more rain days, so they're not able to work or anything. Um, and she decides she's gonna make some stew, so she goes out to the gym area because there are more supplies there, and she comes upon Grayson because she hadn't seen him in a minute. And he is in there working out. And um, he says to her, I was trying to avoid you because being in that tiny camper with you is making me insane. And I know you're not with it yet for like a whole group situation. So I was trying to give you some space. But here the fuck you are. And then he says, the beast is awake and now he's starving for you. Like, that wasn't just, like, in his head? He no, he said, said it that? out loud. Oh. Yeah. So, I was, mm. I don't, that that doesn't do it for me, personally. No. But if it does it for Kelsey. It does. It does do it for her. And you know what? She's the only one who matters. Because she's literally the only, <laughs> only one there. Only woman left, really. Yeah. Um, and I did put in my notes, velvet-wrapped steel. So. Right? Yep. hmm hmm People love the velvet. My notes say... The beast is awake now, and he's starving for you. Velvet-wrapped steel, ass-eating. Oh. So all that happened. And she's like, Grayson is supposed to be the sweet one, because he's the one that's like, will you marry me, honey? And, like, just really funny and cute and lighthearted, and he is not in the bedroom. Um, so then, um, I, I mean, is it possible to really be in a harem with that, like, a reverse harem with that many people and not be into, like, anal play? I don't think so. I mean, I guess you could, but eventually... I feel like... I feel like a person who would be... who would be open to having multiple partners at the same time would not have the, like, societal, like... uh, yeah misgivings about like if play. they just weren't into it it'd be a different situation right than being like oh maybe we shouldn't go near that hole right and you're like no that that's right. a very fair like if if you are going to engage in a sexual experience with three to four partners mm-hmm. you are just opening yourself up to what that right. experience will will present at right. some level right like within mm-hmm. within a safe context as well. Yes. If, like, if you're open to, if you're open to multiple partners already. Yeah. Like, you probably are more open to exploring other things, too. I think that's a fair assessment. Yeah. Um, so, after, um, he takes care of her. It's very sweet. They go back to the other guys. And then the alarms start to go off again. And they have had a breach. So, mm. they're freaking out. 
a tree fell. Thankfully, it was not a horde of zombies. A tree fell on the fence. So, um, she's in the guard tower with a rifle, like, taking out zombies while they cut up the tree. Um, and, um, by the time she gets down, because it's still raining, she's blue. Like, she's she's freezing. Um, so Lincoln takes care of her. And then gets her into bed, and then Grayson joins. So at this point, those are the only two that she's slept with. But she's made out with everybody. So then they bang her in tandem. um, And she... I have a lot of details about that that are not necessary. Um, But as she starts to go to sleep, she's like, they've done that before. Like, they were really coordinated, and it was very smooth. And she was like... I don't... Oh, so when they had been discussing that they'd, like, tried it before, mm-hmm. that wasn't with her. No, she had no idea. So she was just like, oh, this whole group thing is new for all of us. And then after <laughs> her first group experience, she's like, it's new for me. They are clearly experienced at this. They know. That was yeah. too coordinated of an effort to be the first time. Yeah. Like, they didn't have to talk about anything. It was very much uh, like Link would tap his shoulder or Grayson would give him a look and they would know like what positions to get into. And she's like, that's not just like being real good buddies. Does that make her feel weird? Yeah, okay. real weird. So Oliver realizes that Kelsey is clearly upset and it's throwing everybody off. So it's been five days since the storm and five days since she slept with both of them. Um, and she's basically like not talking to them. Um She's not being rude. She's just very clearly pulling back. So Oliver gets her alone, and she just, like, he, she's like, I can't go through losing people again. Like, I can't do this bullshit again. Like, mm-hmm. it almost killed me the first time. Um, and he sees her looking over his shoulder. So he, like, turns because he thinks one of the other guys came in. Um, but nobody is there. So my notes say, responding to internal stimuli. Yeah. Uh-oh. Um, so he's, like, explaining they all care about her and all this other stuff, trying to reassure her. And she just, like, blurts out, like, I slept with Grayson and Link at the same time. (laughs) And Oliver's probably like, did you, did you like it? That's literally, she's, like, shocked because that's his response. He's not mad. He's He's not, like, what the fuck? He's like, did you like it? Um, and she's like, obviously I did. (laughs) (laughs) But she's worried that this is just what they do. Like, do they just find a woman and use her until the group is done? Like, is that their thing? Because clearly they've done this before. I mean, yeah, but also girl objectively, like, it's still a fucking zombie apocalypse. They haven't seen a woman. Like, most of this book, your whole thought process was they hadn't seen a woman and that's why they were so hyped on you. Right. So now they've railed you together and you're like, this is just what they do. And I'm like. With whom? With (laughs) with the zombie women like what there's no zombie sex um so not in this book not in this one maybe so maybe next time i feel like the next time you're like it's a zombie reverse harem and you're gonna be like okay chelsea this one is exactly what you thought i don't think i can do that i don't think i can do really i don't think i can do potential like rotting flesh Oh. I don't know that I can get past that. Obviously, I can get past a lot, but I yeah. can't get past that. Well, I, I mean, I don't love the term rotting flesh. Who does? Um, Decay? I don't. 
Right? I mean, I think... Did you watch the show iZombie? No, but I've seen, like, like okay. trailers for it. Same creator, Rob Thomas. Not Matchbox uh, 20, Rob Thomas. The other one. It. The creator of Veronica Mars. Right, right. Um, but I feel like when you look at, like, iZombie versus, like, The Walking Dead, like, iZombie was kind of this, like... It made zombies very approachable. Like, they were sentient still. They weren't just, like, well, mindless. Because the whole storyline is that, like, she was in med school. Mm. Um, a zombie apocalypse or a zombie attack happens. She becomes a zombie. Um, but then starts working um, in the medical examiner's office. Or, you know, in the coroner's office. Um, getting access to brains. But then when she eats the brains, she, like, has flashbacks and memories of those people's experience. So then she's helping, like, solve their murders. Oh, that's it's like, cool. Yeah, it's, like, a cute, like, it's it's not, like, super grotesque, rotting flesh kind of. Right. Like, it's kind of, like, I don't know, how, like, Twilight has, like, sparkly vampires, right? Yeah, Where yeah, yeah. I'm, like, I think depending, and mind you, I'm not saying I want to review a rotting flesh zombie reverse harem, Um I'm sure those exist. I'm not going to look for it, though. Yeah, we're not going... If they fall on our lap, fine. But we aren't searching for them. No, we aren't. Um, but yeah, I think that's like the... What what level of zombie? Is it like the kitschy right. cute? Or is it like the, the half of their face is gone? Melting, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't want that. No. No. Mm-mm. So mm-hmm. I, I do think that is the the big... That's a good point. Dividing line for yeah. me. Yeah. No, that's a very good point. Um, so when she brings that up, that, like, she has that concern, Oliver is like, yes, we have done this before. One other time. Mm -hmm. And he explains that, um, there were no feelings involved. She tried to come between them. And when that didn't work, she stole all of their food and left, left all the gates open. That's how their farm got overrun. Um, so they almost died because of her. So that's what Devin meant when a woman almost destroyed them. Um, well, I do get his hesitancy and concerns. Right. Because that is helpful context to know. It is. So, um, they make out again. And he's like, we will love you if you let us. Like, mm. that's where we're at at this point. And he paints some graphic images of what they could do together. He's like... Do you want Grayson in your ass and like in your pussy while I'm in your mouth? He's like go like very mm-hmm. like very specific and she's like, "Oh dear." Like, "Okay." Um and so he steps back though from her. She mm-hmm. thinks they're about to to get it and he steps back and he's like, "You need some time to think. We're not going to do this right now. Mm-hmm. And you're not like with it." And um so They have work to do around the place, and she tells the guy she needs some help, and Devin is like, all right, little lady, you can make dinner while while we do the work. And she is pissed. She's Mm -hmm. like, no, I have survived on my own for more than a year. Like, you're not going to come in here and tell me what to do. Like, she's really, really mad. Um, And so – uh, he, like, stays on it, and so finally she just kind of flips a switch, and she's like, okay, sweetie, I'll make dinner, but tomorrow I'll be going on a field trip outside the compound, so, and they're like, what? She has to reset all the fireworks, mm. and so they're like, draw us a map, and she's like, you'll never find it, sorry. Aw, bummer. 
because she's really mad. Um, so they draw straws. Oliver stays behind. The rest of them go to reset the fireworks. Um, they stop at a clearing, and she sees Tara, like, out in the, the clearing. And Devin comes up, and he's like, is Tara out there? Um, and she mm. just, she's like, we have to walk around. Like, she won't let them walk through it. So they go, um, and there's a huge quarry that's like, you know, essentially a giant canyon with mm-hmm. water in the bottom of it. Um, and so what they had set up was the fireworks are on one side of the quarry. So the vo- the zombies just fall into mm. the quarry when they're trying to get to it. So there's like thousands of dead like in this oh. hole. Um, so... Grayson goes up and switches the fireworks, and then a pack of zombies show up. And the guys all move to protect her immediately and aren't paying attention to anything. And she is so pissed. She just takes all the zombies out herself, and she's like, this is exactly what I was talking about. Mm -hmm. If I can't trust you to keep yourself safe, then what are we doing? Like, I'm not – you don't need to protect me. She's super-duper upset. Um. And as she's walking back, essentially alone, because she doesn't want to talk to them, Tara shows up and she's like, honey, they just want to protect you. And do you really, like, it's time for you to let me go and let somebody else be here for you. Um, so Oliver, meanwhile, back mm-hmm. at the ranch, Oliver um, has really bad anxiety and has for his whole life. Um, he was uh abused a lot as a kid he was in foster care and he had one foster family that was japanese and they taught him all kinds of zen stuff so he does some meditation stuff makes some pork dumplings um practicing acceptance he's very balanced and healthy i'm mm-hmm. like that's different usually in these yeah. like these guys don't do any work on themselves and they're just a shit show um but he's very balanced we love that. So the others get back, and Kelsey is obviously really pissed, um, and she tells them all to fuck off. And so he, like, steps back, and she's like, not you, Oliver, everybody else. And he's like, okay. <laughs> um, and Lincoln is like, she deserves to be pissed. Like, she has a right to be mad. We really fucked up. Um, and so he goes in to be with her, and – Um, As he's walking away, Lincoln is, like, from the context clues, we're pretty sure she had to kill her best friend. Like, we think that's why she sees Mm. her. Um, We think she had to to kill her. Had to kill Tara. Mm -hmm. And so Oliver is really worried about her, so he follows her in. She's in the shower, and she invites him in, and he's like, "Uh, are you just doing this because you're mad at the other ones? Like, I don't. Mm -hmm. And she's like, no, no, this is for you. So they bang. My notes say, eats her peach in the shower. Fair enough. Uh, And then shower hummer, shower sex, declarations of love, solidifying fuck, cuddles. Just feel like I went on a full journey. (laughs) Yeah, that was, that's my notes. Um, uh, They share about their fucked up childhoods. Um, Lincoln apologizes to her later. They're going to work on being better. Grayson tells her he loves her. Lincoln tells her he loves her. Devin gets really pissed and just stomps off. And she's like, what did I do? Like, Mm -hmm. I don't understand. Um, And so she goes to follow him. Devin is freaking out. 
he does love her, but he knows that she's not stable and he's really afraid that one day she's going to decide to kill herself and he's just going to be left with that because he knows what it's like to have seen some shit and gone through it and to have that kind of darkness and he's really scared that she's going to check so out. So this feels like a less sexy reverse harem and more of like an emotionally processing it's the damage, the drama of a zombie apocalypse. It is. And I wasn't ready for it when I started it. Yeah. But it's it's good and it's like got these really cute funny moments with the chickens and like all this other stuff. I mean, I think I was expecting more zombie sex. <laughs> um <laughs> And I wasn't really... <laughs> I did a bait and switch. Yeah, I wasn't prepared for the emotional journey of <laughs> what um, years of isolation will do to a human. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and, um, yeah. So Devin is freaking out. He's walking away. And the alarm goes off again. Mm-hmm. And he sees Kelsey go out the fence without any of them. And he is pissed. He's like, so you want us to trust you to stay safe and then you're going to do something like this? So, question. Was her alarm just going off all the time for the year and a half that she was by herself? Because it seems like it's going off once a day since they've shown up. I don't know. Like, we're never told that. But this time it was a uh, plastic bag, like, stuck to it. Okay. And it was making noise and attracting zombies. So she gets the bag and then kills some zombies. And Devin is, like, frozen freaking out. Um, And so she apologizes. She's like, I realize that I shouldn't have done that. I'm just not used to – I'm just not used to people. Um, Yeah, I'm not used to, like, having people I can even ask for help if Mm -hmm. a situation like this happens. And so he tells her that he can't trust her or himself um, and that she has a death wish, obviously. She's like, I – I don't. He's like, you do. And then they hate fuck. Um, And then Tara shows up and he says that he knows that Tara is there. He's like, see right there. She's here, isn't she? Like, you have to tell somebody what happened. And so she explains the whole story that the other three went off. Tara demanded they go look for them and then started freaking out while they were outside the compound screaming for her boyfriend. Um, Attracted zombies got bit. Um, but she, it's like a slow moving thing. Mm. So she had a couple of days to like work on Kelsey to get her to do it and essentially guilted her. And when that didn't work, she just goaded her into shooting her. Mm. And so Kelsey has a lot of guilt and shame for killing her in anger. Um, and she tells Devin that she did want to die, but she doesn't anymore. Um, whatever. So it's a very emotional thing. Um, and then we're almost to the end. So close. Um, Devin admits to himself that he is in love with her and he does believe her that she wants to be alive and that Tara was frankly a pretty shitty friend at the end. Like it mm-hmm. was very self-centered of her to do what she did. Um, and then he tells her that he was a teacher before everything happened and he was at school when everything happened. Mm. And so he was trying to save and protect these kids and he couldn't save any of them. Mm. And so like it's, there's lots of like graphic description of it. That's really awful. Um, and so, um, he explains the kids haunt him and he, he wants to die. Like he just can't mm. handle it. Um, because he wants to forget them. Yeah. And Kelsey is like crying with him and she's like, well, 
maybe the kids haunt you because they they just want to be remembered. Like, who else is going to remember those kids? Mm. And he's, like, full body sobbing, like, thank you, I never thought of that, and starts telling her all the good things about the kids. Um, and then they bang, but it's more love stuff instead mm. of a hate fuck. And then there is a group sex scenes um, that's, like, a lot a lot. Grayson is obviously the dominant of the whole situation, even though Lincoln is like kind of their leader. Um, lots of good girls and mm. feeder your cock brother and all that kind of shit. Um, you know what I mean. I do. And now we're at the epilogue. Oh, Wait, what? That's the end. <laughs> that's the end. So there. It was really just like the emotional journey of it all of these the people whole coming together. Emotional journey. So when you read it, there are major plot points with the tree coming down and the guy showing up in the first place and going to the, uh-huh. do the fireworks. But now that I'm like saying it all out loud, it is all really just emotional. Like it's just their whole emotional thing. Because in the epilogue, she's about four months pregnant. Everyone's very happy. They've been together mm-hmm. now for about six months. Um, yeah, I was going to say that that many guys in a zombie apocalypse, I imagine it's not very long before you're with child. Somebody's going to be knocked up. Yeah. Um, and then a family with two little kids show up at the gate. Um, and so she lets them in. And as she's letting them in, um, she sees Tara, like, smile and wave at her. And she's Lincoln's like, what do you see? And she's like, just saying goodbye. And, like, that's the end. Huh. Yeah. I really didn't think about that it really is just emotional. There's, like, not a lot. I don't know how to explain it. I mean, there's definitely, like, I, I see what you mean. Like, there's there's plot points, but, like, the the underlying plot point that carries through the whole book is less, like, there's, like, this big breach. And they mm-hmm. have, like, it's just, like, the emotional journey of coming together throughout a really traumatic situation that's, like, changed yeah. the world. Yeah. And, like, recovering from that much isolation. Yeah. Um, And, obviously, a lot of trauma. Because, like, yeah, emotional plot points. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know? Huh? Um, But it was a very enjoyable read. Yeah. Um, And I did appreciate that, like, it wasn't – Kelsey never was like, well, I'm not that pretty – and I'm just not that attractive. It it wasn't the usual. Yeah, well, and even it sounded like the when like it wasn't her being like, Why are they into me? I'm not pretty enough for them to be into. She's like, Are you actually into me? I know I'm the only woman that you've seen in mm-hmm. a long time. Mm-hmm. Um I'm still curious how long the guys were on the run if the last girl was the reason that they ended up on the run? It. I think at one point they said okay. they hadn't seen her in like six or eight months. Okay. Yeah. So it wasn't like three weeks ago we just happened. <laughs> right. And we just happened to end up at oh, a compound stars. of a single hot female. <laughs> oh, my stars. Didn't see that coming. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So what is our rating scale? I don't know. Chickens? Eggs? We could do hens. We could do hens. Yeah, we could do hens. I think hens feels good. Because in the book, the hens are very, like, prominent. And there's lots of really cute little moments with the hens. Okay, um, hens. How many How many hens is it out of? Mm, 
whole hens. I'm going to say out of seven whole hens because partial hens feels, yeah, not good. It doesn't feel good. No. What happened to the rest of them? Which half? Um, (laughs) is Is it a lateral situation? Is it front and back? It's a whole thing. We don't need to get into it. Um, out of seven, I'm going to say five because I really did like it. Like, yeah. it was a very enjoyable read. Um, and it was different than mm-hmm. most other reverse harems where it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't, like, all about the sex mm-hmm. right away. They really built the characters and their relationships before it, like, yeah. went there. All right. Five out of seven hens. Final offer. No partial hens. No partial hens. Not like a top half, bottom half uh, situation. Not a left, right. Uh, I never really thought of a front back until you said that. <laughs> I was like, oh, you know, that's a that's a whole new way to slice someone in half. Front, <laughs> front back. Or slice a hen. Oh, no. All right. Five out of seven hens. Let us know what y'all would rate it. Would you go partial hens? The world is your oyster. <laughs> Perhaps eggs instead of partials. I said what I said. Fair enough. But no, that does. You're like. It does feel better. If we want to give like a point three, like four hens and three eggs. Sure. That feels better for me personally. Are we updating our rating to four hens and three eggs or you just like that way of rating? I just like that way better. Okay. I'll allow it. Um, Let us know if you would give or subtract any eggs from Hannah's rating. And we'll see you next time. Thanks, guys. Bye. Well, that's it for this week's Mutt Sluts. We hope it was good for you, because it sure was great for us. If you're digging what we're doing, it would mean a lot if you'd take a minute to rate and review the show wherever you're listening right now. Maybe tell that sexy someone to lend us an ear. We love you. We appreciate you. And we'll see you next week. Stay smutty.